0: Thanks, friends. It's good to be here. I'll just take off this this mask and stand here for a short while. Don't you guys love the worship? And it's interesting that we had a earlier, um, shall I say, sessional um, meeting. And actually, the worship's different every meeting. It can you can sing the same song, and God will reveal there's something different to you because He's dealing with you progressively, or whatever the case might be. But He's fresh and he's new and he's doing something in us and so for me just observing that slacker so and also just want to say thank you to the guys who the incredible com that's on duty They've done the that was on duty this morning have done an incredible job i just saw again my seat was sanitized and i was thinking sure if you ever thought about it you actually you actually leave the church cleaner than you probably um than you would have because at least your behind is sanitized it's It's, well, I've, <laughs> I i do not know if it smells good, but yeah, anyways, um <laughs> let's, um, yeah, let's squirrel moments, you know. So this morning, just actually want um, to say to Patty what she was saying a bit earlier, um, and she was speaking about a certain person who, speak, who plays keyboard, and it's organized, and through the congregation, people have blessed him with meals. Isn't that being fruitful, isn't it? Bearing fruit. And it's lucky for me to see that the congregation bears fruit. It, it sucks. My wife um, and I, we were looking at blessing someone in the congregation um, that had COVID, no longer has COVID, um, is completely healed of that, praise God. Um, but by the time, it was, I think it was like a space of an hour, eight meals got filled. If it was, it was actually less than that, it was a couple of minutes, actually. And we were a bit... I don't know, we were like, oh, can't we do something? It's like the congregation is too fast in how, they, in how they respond, and that's incredible. It's a wonderful space to be in. So there's fruitfulness among us. And that's what Jesus says, we'll be known by a fruit. And so, wonderful guys, just want to say thank you. It's it was so encouraging for us to see that. So this morning I'm going to be preaching on abiding in Him. It's something I felt God laying on my heart recently, and it's started where God challenged me in the beginning of lockdown because everything was kind of thrown out the window. My order of doing my day, my discipline of doing the day. Now working from home, don't have time to spend. You know, by the time you go sit in your office, your computer and your actual work computer is now in your office, and now suddenly you start working automatically when you log into your laptop, even to play some worship music, whatever the case is. So. It can become it. Well, it did become a dangerous place for me, and so soon after God challenged me and said, "Listen, if you are going to let go, if you are disconnecting, do you know that you are actually in a dangerous place?" And um, so, my journey with God through this lockdown—it's now been sure one hundred days. No, it's more. It's one hundred and twenty days or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And um, so, we were forced to jump into different routines and habits. And um, if you are still getting there. That's okay. Um, But know that I believe, and what I believe through this message is that God's going to challenge us a little bit, but He's going to encourage us and He's going to love on us to come back to what's really important. And it's spending time with Him. It's abiding in the vine. And that's going to be my text this morning. John 15. Just a little bit of background before that. So Jesus uses a vineyard as an example or a vine, because even the disciples were going through a vineyard at the time. Just prior to that, see, they were making them, they were chapter 13 and 14 of uh, of, of John. You see, there's some context that Jesus knew his hour had come. He's teaching his disciples. Um, I'm sure it's not lastminutesermon.com that Jesus used, but he used the very important sayings and teachings that he gave over to his disciples because they were about to go through some hectic persecution, which Probably we, in some extent, haven't planned either. Lockdown, no one planned this thing, and so sometimes we're not ready for what's going to come. But the words of Jesus will carry us through the season if we allow Him to speak into our lives, isn't it? And so, so Jesus says, does some incredible things to the disciples. We see that Jesus is washing His disciples' feet. Um, Peter says, "But Lord, you shouldn't be washing my feet." And Jesus says, "But until, unless I wash your feet, you cannot partake of Me." And so. We swing that thing around because Mary, we read earlier in John, Mary washed the feet of Jesus. So we think, okay, so we've got to sit at the feet of Jesus and wash his feet. But actually, sometimes God needs to wash your feet because your feet is dirty. Isn't it? Jesus sanitized the feet of his disciples. So they are clean. And so they are making themselves from a place called the upper room. They're going to the garden of Kissimmee, where Jesus knew that he would be betrayed. So he knowingly, willingly participated in what the plan of the Father is for his life. And so, do we knowingly participate in the plan that God has for our life? Yo, it sounds hard. It's a challenge, isn't it? So, as they were making themselves through, remember Jesus has been planning and training for this 33 years of his life, and he's about, and he said, I'm not going to, you know, he could have stopped the process at any time, but he went through with it. So, as he's passing through, making himself on the way there, knowing the mind of Jesus at that point. I can't think it was a settled mind, but he takes the time to preach and to teach his disciples what they need to know, like their hamper bag for what's going to come. And so he says that as we're passing, passing through the vineyard, like I said, and it starts off like this. Chapter 15, verses 1. I didn't see when I started. I'm just going to give it three minutes. Okay. It says that I... John chapter 51 says, I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. See, Jesus speaks to each one. He will even call you when you don't expect it. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. So... Let's continue. He says, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. No, no worries. It's okay. It's all good. Um, So let me give you a quick explanation, quickly. What did we read just now? So Jesus is saying that, um, just from the top there, it says from the top, he says that he is the true vine. Who's he? It's Jesus. So he's speaking from himself in first person to his disciples. And it's very applicable to today. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is... That's God, is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. We're going to come back to that part just now. It says you are clean because of the word I've spoken to you. I mean, their feet are now very much sanitized. So, remain in me as I also remain in you. Pause. Jesus is saying that we need to remain in him and he wants to remain in us. So first he starts to say, okay, he's the vine and so the obvious thing is we need to go into the vine and to be grafted into the vine. Why? Because a branch of the vine cannot live on its own accord. It must be connected. It must be grafted into the vine. You're not going to get the life sap of the vine, sap of the vine, if you are not connected or grafted into that vine, you're going to die off. And so it's important that Jesus is saying that you've got to be connected to me. Be grafted in me. Be rooted in me. It says that no branch can bear fruit by itself. Without Jesus it's impossible to bear fruit. You must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So quite important here is the fruit part. If we want to bear fruit in our lives, it comes from a place of relationship and being connected to the vine and being getting that life essence of God. You see, Jesus says that He is the river of life. And if we're not connected to that, the fruit that automatically comes from relationship comes from living in christ remember if you are grafted into the vine the dna that you share with that vine becomes the same isn't it otherwise you're not going to bear grapes for example in the vine or whatever fruit you want to compare it to you have to be in that dna so if you want to bear fruit you've got to be connected otherwise no fruit Let's read on. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do something. No, nothing. You can't do anything without it, without him. If you remain or do not remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, so that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Okay, two things that are important here from the second part, especially. If we do not abide in the vine, like I said before, Eventually, if you start disconnecting yourself from God, and if you don't spend time with God, eventually, and this is this is more an encouragement, I want to encourage us rather, saying that there will be no fruitfulness because the relationship factor has been broken. And so, what I feel this morning is God is calling us back again into relationship. Doesn't matter how long you've been serving God. Doesn't matter how good you know your Bible. Doesn't matter how much you know about God. For me personally. If I don't spend time with Jesus in my week often, something of me like disconnects slowly to God. And the more often I don't connect to God, and that's through a couple of ways. It's through reading of his words, spending time praying, and just sitting and allowing him to speak to me, where I just keep quiet and allow him to talk to me. And then at the same time, we will have turns or whatever you might Find what works for you. Is that you also speak to God, and so it's a communication channel. If I don't have that, I feel like, to some extent, something in me starts withering, and so it's important that we stay connected into the vine to graft into the vine. Second thing, and this is quite a interesting one, as I was just going and studying through this. If we were to jump back, um, we don't have to go on the screen, but. In verse 2, it mentioned that every branch that does bear fruit, if you're grafted into God and you're bearing fruit in your life, He will prune you. Ouch. Meaning that if you were serving Christ and are serving Christ, I believe well, pretty much everyone here believes in Christ and loves Him and treasures Him and wants what God wants for their life. Then there's a fruitfulness for that where, where you are. But if you realize and allow God, or realize that you, that you will be pruned, there's a, there's a thing you also got to allow God to prune you. But there will be hardships, there will be challenges, there will be points where God says, okay, we got to work on this now. We've got to prune you away. Because in the first season, there's fruit. And so, but if you. If you look at a vine, there's a couple of seasons that follow. If you look in the summer season, that's usually when a vine shoots its fruit. Then you go through a winter season. and But the vine dresser is involved with every single season of the vine. I was checking a couple of videos how vineyards work. And depending on the temperatures, there are certain styles that, and the, and the, the ter- terrains. Um, if you look at New Zealand, they craft they the vine a different or prune a vine differently than plate place, for, for example, in California, wherever... These vines, they prune differently, but it's still a pruning. And so, but every season, there's a hand element in it where you will be, where there's a little bit of pruning, a bit of bending, a bit of shaping, a bit of molding, and then it's done so that you can bear fruit in the next season. But also, the word says, he will prune you so that you can bear more fruit. So if we want more fruit in life, last, we've got to allow God to prune us. If we don't want more fruit, don't, let him, don't allow him to prune you. But I trust you will, because we love Jesus. And so if we bear fruit, it's not for us. It's actually to the Father's glory. We saw in verse 8 just now that it says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Not a little fruit, but a much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. Again, so if you want to be a disciple, you've got to bear much fruit, because that's for you to please God, and then... It's done out of a place of relationship with Him. So, what do we need to do to abide in Him? Well, we got to spend time with Him, isn't it? It's actually, quite the relationship with God is actually quite simple. But I think we overcomplicate it so many times, don't we? We we think, but ah, oh, I should pray about fifteen minutes, and then I should read my Bible for about. 20 minutes and then i should probably listen to what god's going to say so i need about three and a half minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes put whatever you want in your slot so we've got like this little time frame in our mind of what we need to do but actually it's quite simple just say i'm not going to give prescription i'm just going to sit and i would recommend don't give yourself two minutes every day um, otherwise, it's like a chicken. you know, like you go to a sh- uh, shopping center, I want to buy our bread and milk, so I'm going to go run in, buy my bread and milk, and um, we're out the shop we go. And so we've got to avoid to do that with God because we're going to get our bread and milk, it's going to be quick, but we never really, you know, you never really see what's out there, what God has in store for you. There's a couple of, if you, if you run through the shelves so quickly, who likes shopping over here? It's clear, I actually love shopping. My wife doesn't. It's quite the opposite. Maybe it's because she's from the farm. She grew up in a farm, and I didn't. And so for me, I, I like like going through the shopping shelves and see what do we need in the sweet rack. What do I need? That's why I'm picking up weight in lockdown. Um, so, yeah, we're working on that. So, anyways... If you like shopping, you take the time to see what's on the on the racks, don't you? You know, you, you see, okay, there's a, I, I need a bit of ku baked beans. If you, ladies, I don't know what you guys like shopping. <laughs> I'm different than you guys. I'm, guys are a little bit different than, than, than when we go shopping, don't they? Like we, we. Uh, is that a fun shopping? So you like the, going to like the Samsung store. Is that escalated very quickly? Shoe shops, handbags, cars. uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah. And the same thing is, when we spend time with God, we'll actually see what God has in store for us, don't we? But if we run in and we just buy the bread and milk, guess what? You're going to come and you're going to get what you want, and you're going to go. And so let's avoid not having that type of relationship with God. Let's take the time. Let's not put a prescription of what God wants to teach, you, teach us or not. But the fact of abiding in God is a form of remaining. The, the Word speaks about a remaining in Christ. And so we remain in Christ and He will remain in us. And so during our day, we've got to spend time with Him. But spending time is just, it's also just sometimes just remaining on Him, lingering on Him. Just saying you can be in the most busiest of business meeting, just remain in him and he will amaze you about how much we learn and how much wisdom and how much understanding and how much we'll grow and bear fruit in our daily lives. And so, like I said, if we want to bear fruit into the next season, where God is going to require that fruit of us for his glory and also to use in different if we want to grow in our giftings. Because God loves fruit. If you want to grow, you've got to allow him to prune it. Okay. Said spend time with him. I said this earlier, but our DNA needs to become his DNA. you got to allow him to do that. can we can have our own identity and try to place god on top of that and at the end of the day we don't become like christ but part of god remaining in us and we remaining in this we need to let go of the old we need to deal with things in our lives we've got to place ourselves so we've been talking about accountability in this church for so long and I think most guys think like, oh no, they're doing the accountability thing again and again and again. But I think until we we have done it ourselves, over and over again, and continue doing that, because we have to do that, I, th- I believe as Christians, for the rest of our lives. It doesn't matter how strong you are. Accountability is such a key thing, and we've got to deal with the things in our lives. So that, and we got to so that we can live. And become like Christ, so that we can be fruit. Like I said in the beginning of the sermon, God, that you'll be known by your fruit. Who knows? Who knows your fruit? It's, 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 well, let me, let me rephrase. It's how will you, who notices that you are fruitful? Or not. Exactly, we can try to fool God. And someone said to me this way back, and as a theologian was preaching, he says, "You can try to fool God, but you can't fool people. You'll be known by your fruit. By Him, you'll know you're fruitful, or not you can't cheat God, or you can try to fool him, you can't. But people will really know what you're preaching or what you're saying or what you're testifying and what you're living is authentic or not. All right, Colossians 3 verse 3 says, For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. John 3 verse 30, I'm just going to go through this for time, is that you must become greater and I must become less. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, I hope you can catch up with the notes. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come and the old is gone and the new is here. The old has gone and the new is yeah, used to love and serve your old, the old master before we got saved. He used to serve Satan, his darkness, and he was perfectly comfortable with you being there. You weren't a threat, but now you move over to Christ. You are a threat to him. You will have some challenges. I promise you that. And all the stuff that was, you were perfectly comfortable. Now, suddenly, some of the things are a problem. You got to tame your tongue you got to deal with things there were some sins that were habits before you got to not deal with it but it's a progressional walk between from that space into this space not everything happens overnight and that's okay but that's why accountability again is so important and living a life and staying in the vine is so important all right so the new has come we must die to ourselves. that's point number three Galatians 2 verse 20 says I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. I live the life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mark 8 verses 35 says whoever wants to save their life will lose it but ever But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Pause quickly there. If we want to save our own life, we'll lose it. So if we want to build our own little identity, our own financial security, look, I mean, those things aren't bad, but our intentions can make it bad. So if you want to build a little empire for yourself, from yourself to yourself, with love from yourself and it's all about me and it's all about me and it's all me. And we live apart from God, disconnected from God and we think we're going to be okay. The fruit that we will bear is not the fruit that Christ has for bear for us. You can have all the money in the world. I'm just using finance as an example because it's an easier one and we can all relate to it But and we all want some sort of insurance or security or whatever the case may be. And those things are good, it's not bad, but it's if we build just on our own foundations that we've placed and securities we've placed. We're going to find ourselves in a dangerous place because the fruit that we're about to be doesn't resemble that, what Christ wants. So we've got to build from Christ. Not adding to what he said. I want to just clarify that. But we've got to be in Christ, knowing that God actually wants us to lay down our lives for them. That's your time, effort, your old self, everything, and place that in him. Rooted in him. It feels like I'm preaching to the choir. You guys are all saved, and you guys have nothing wrong with you. <laughs> I believe everyone here, I think you guys are such examples to me. And so I to say it's quite a privilege preaching to you guys this morning, or sharing rather than preaching, because I believe God has just done a wonderful things in your life. So what's the takeaway this morning? While we serve God for years and years, and I believe some of you have been saved for many years. I've got saved when I was about three years old. This is about twenty five years later. God's done some incredible work in my life. Just because you kind of said yes to God and check and saved doesn't mean God's not going to deal with you. I'm the same as pretty much most of you. you know to deal with many of the same things you guys did so I can relate huh? it's not that I'm because I got saved earlier it's just how God wanted it so be it but we got to know that if we at some point disconnect in our life we're going to find ourselves in a dangerous place and I feel this morning God wants to encourage us to come back and God's going to give us a moment this morning that I feel he's going to ask us to connect again He's going to ask us to run back to him and so for some of and this has happened to me as well it's not that it's that we are anyone is secluded we can run as much as we want and we can do as much as we want and lockdown could have happened whatever you want to put in that box maybe it's even been longer but if you've disconnected from christ might even be a point where you know like you know, I've disconnected for Christ, but I actually started forgetting what it's like to just listen to what He wants to say to me. I just don't know how to get to where I was. And I believe today is a starting point, again. The point of reconnecting. Hear the other word, reconnecting. So if you want the, that God can come and He can start something afresh, He wants to come and take some of the gunk out, you know. If you see something, it's not for me, Yes. if you have a pipeline that's clogged. When you eventually come, when a plumber comes and he unclogs that, you know, has to push out all the gunk. And I feel like that's going to be for us as we graft ourselves back into Christ and we reconnect. He's going to come with His life. And He's going to come with that life that's coming from the, the core branch, of the core, the main vein. that's going to come through you as the branch. And He's going to come and just the gunk's just going to come and go out. As you plug yourself in, it will happen automatically. The gunk is just going to go out. And that's what I'm trusting for this morning. And so, I have a bit more here, but I'm just going to go in it. It's for the sake of time. So I want to pray for two groups of people this morning. and I don't want to miss us anyone here today because I know we're wonderful people and I know God loves us so much and I can see fruit in almost or well, basically every one of your lives not almost I can see fruitfulness just in this church I can see fruitfulness from people sitting in the rows and I just see fruitfulness but if you've disconnected you now you can bear fruit now but what's going to happen when this next season comes are we going to bear just the same fruit or we're we going to be more fruit. And so, with our eyes closed, let's close our eyes. If you have disconnected from God and just want to desperately connect to Him again, it doesn't matter. It's no shame. There's nothing like that. God is giving this opportunity freely for us this morning. Don't you just want to raise your hand? Let's make this the starting point of something fresh. Let's make this the point where this thing turns around. We reconnect back to God. We allow His life and love to flow through us. Let's allow Him to push out the gunk. It will just happen automatically if we just give ourselves and graft ourselves back in the One. If that's you this morning, you just want to put up your hand. Or better yet, don't you want to stand if you feel brave. There's no one looking. There's no one looking. It's just it's between you and God. See when we say God you know what repentance is? Repentance is a thing between you and God where you say now I've carried on this way but I just I'm making the adjustment. There's an adjustment part of it. It says I'm adjusting and I'm not going to do what I used to do. I'm realizing that I've got to adjust, and I'm going to do that. And so going forward, it's going to be different. So, Lord, I pray that, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? I want to thank you, Lord, for the response this morning. I thank you, Jesus, that you love us so much that it doesn't matter where we find ourselves. We can immediately just connect to you again. Father, I pray that um, just for that response we got this morning, oh, God, would you graft that person back into your vine. Oh, God, come and refresh, restore, renew, come root and just revitalize that person. Jesus, come and pour your love on them. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I want to pray for the second person here. You know, if you've come to, I know that many of you have I've seen your faces. I've known. You know, we're not new visitors. But if you've been to church for a long time and you feel, man, I've kind of just been checking you guys out and see what you guys are all about. But I've actually never really. Cognitively, made the decision to follow Christ. I've heard the message about who Jesus is. I've heard about the, that what Jesus did for me on the cross. I heard that He's, you know, rose up again on the third day. But actually, it was for me like a super, like maybe a comic. When I say comic, what's those um, Books that people read, you know, it feels like Jesus, that superhero came, and it's all fictional. But if you've come to a point and realise, but man, this is truth. And I would would want to identify that with that this morning. I want to come and make that turning point in my life. I want to come be grafted in. I want to know what it is that you're speaking about. I want to experience him. I want to love him. I want to treasure him. Don't you want to put up your hand? I would love to pray with you. Is there anyone this morning? Okay. So Lord, we want to thank you for this incredible time with you. We thank you, Jesus, that you're incredibly kind, you're incredibly loving. You are always, 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 always drawing us back to you. And so I pray that as we leave from this place, I pray, Lord, that you would come and draw near to us. I pray that you put a desire in our heart to draw near to you. And that we leave this place with such an encouraging, encouraged heart. And that you'll move us a place where we can be much fruit even be more fruitful in the seasons that follow that we are now because we've allowed you to prune us and we thank you Lord for your pruning because it's been good actually it leads to fruitfulness further fruitfulness more fruitfulness thank you Jesus, we love you Father we love you Holy Spirit Amen Alright Alright friends that's that's it for this morning I want to thank you all for coming know that you are cleaner because you you (laughs) clean so we want to thank you this is good fellowship is wonderful we love you guys